This is episode 20 of the TAP with Nurse Mo. You guys ready? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Think Alpha Project. Here we've got another week of amazingness. Of course, you guys know this is a conversation based on having success, breaking barriers in relationships, health, wealth, career. This is all about minorities. I am your host, Valentine Iwudo. I appreciate you guys being on here this week and week after week. All right, guys, we're ending right now February, which... You know, of course, February was Black History Month. I want to continue because if you guys haven't noticed, this podcast is all about the upliftment of minority. And hey, let's face it, I'm black. I want us to make sure that we're lifting one another. Okay, but in this episode, we've got a special, special person by the name of Monique. She's other, otherwise known as Nurse Mo. And I'll tell you a little bit about Nurse Mo. She's a, a critical care traveling registered nurse living a no bad lifestyle and traveling the world also not only as a nurse but as an influencer to young women okay so in this episode nurse mo she shares her tips for self-love living life to the fullest earning what you're worth and so much more we also talk about the brand her brand the resilient nurse which she started after seeing there was a huge missing in resources for her to learn what it may be like for her as a young woman of color in travel nursing, how she built it over the last four years now into a booming community. I just want to give you guys a little backstory of how we met, actually. <laughs> so we met at, just so you guys know, uh, one of the hospitals, you know, we, we work, there's something called registry. And at that, what I love about nursing is you can sign up with one of these agencies and they're linked with hospitals that have needs. So you can randomly just choose, you know, you can wake up in the morning and say, I want to work. You know, I want to get some extra quick, quick cash and you hit up your agency. And what they'll do is they'll find and be on the lookout for hospitals that have needs. Uh, Maybe because they're short staff or too many people caught off sick. So by 4 or 5 p.m., usually you'll get a call if you've listed yourself as available. So then you go in and literally you get a check the next day, you know, which is really, really cool. So um, we we met at one of we worked the same shift at one of the hospitals and we worked all night and we, were, we got in a conversation, started talking about business. It was amazing. Like we we really connected on the business tip. And at the end of the night, of course, we exchanged information. And then I see her Instagram. and I'm like. Girl, we've been talking this whole time and you didn't want to tell me that you're Instagram famous. You know, so uh, I know she's going to laugh about that. She laughed about it um, at the moment. But um, ever since then, it's been amazing. She's helped me out so much in terms of business and looking at things a different way. So much appreciation to Nurse Mo. But what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. Okay, guys. So without further ado, I bring to you guys the one and only... Nurse Mo. So guys, welcome to the Think Alpha Project. We are here with the one and only Nurse Mo. 
Hi. What's going on? Hey, what's up? How you doing? It's an <laughs> honor to be here today. Look at y'all proper. I am. <laughs> <sitting up. laughs> yeah, so it took us a little while to set all this up, but you know, they'll see that we got all these lights and stuff. Oh yeah. Like That's that. Pretty huh? good. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, thanks again. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me um, on your show. I'm really excited about all your prying questions. Uh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's coming. It's coming. Okay, so I mean, you know, this is all about, uh, as we know, this 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 entire premise of this show is about, uh, especially for minorities, but it's about breaking barriers, getting through failures. So I know that you're a successful nurse, Thank travel you. nurse, uh huh, um, and I say successful because we all know. Just because you're a nurse don't mean you're a good one. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> you can be pretty lousy. Yeah, and yeah. Still you suck. Career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people suck. Um, and then also, you've taken upon yourself to uh, branch out and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll definitely talk about that. But first, let's get into your story. Like what? I know that you're not from here. No, I'm not from California at all. I'm not an yeah. LA girl. Um, I'm an East Coast girl. The Super Bowl is today, and please, God, let the Eagles win. Please, sweet baby Jesus, let the Eagles win. Um, but I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I grew up yeah. there. Um, I grew up between South and West Philadelphia, and I became a nurse because I just wanted to get out the hood. Like, that was basically my goal. Um, I knew that I didn't like the things that were um, going on in the area that I grew up. I yeah. was exposed to a whole lot at a young age, a whole, whole lot at a young age. And um, I wanted to make a better life for myself without, you know, marrying a rapper or NBA player. And um, you saying that that's like what the that's the conversation. That's the conversation that a lot of young women have. That's crazy. Is, um, you know, wow. uh, often the way to escape your past or the way to grow is through a male. And for me, that was never an option because I'm way too outspoken. If you haven't noticed, I'm mm. very sassy. Nobody's going to put up with that. Um, and, you know, <laughs> so um, yeah. basically I became a nurse because I wanted a career that I could be gainfully employed for the rest of my life. And later on, I, I realized it was my calling. But I always go to these seminars and I listen to these nurses like say, oh, from like the tender age of 10, I knew that I always wanted to care for people. Mm. Nah, that's mm. not my story. I wanted to get a job. I wanted to know that I wasn't going to have to come back home right. and sleep on my mom's couch or be in her basement or whatever. And I knew that once I went to school that I had to get a job after school because it was no coming home to mom and dad and just being catered to. Mm. So, wow. Was, yeah. So that's how I started. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you did that. And then and then but you moved. You took a move here. Now, wait, did you practice? I'm assuming you practice in Philly for I a bit. I did not. So my story is oh, wow. a little different. I, I've, much, I've been a travel nurse since 2014, but I've lived a nomadic lifestyle since 2006. Um, I started college at Hampton University, which is the one. The real HU? The real HU. There's other. There's, <laughs> I didn't even say that. There's Howard, you know, and there's like. Some other stuff. That <laughs> some other stuff. But like I went to a HBCU and I automatically wanted to go to a HBCU because of. I just. I grew up around a lot of people of color doing things that I didn't always love. And I wanted to go to a school that was diverse mm. and rich in culture. Right. So yeah, everybody was brown like me, but at the same time, everybody was from so many different walks of life. So my nomadic lifestyle began when I went to college. I went to school in Virginia and I never came home for a summer. I spent every summer at school huh. with a job. I've had every job that you could think of, waitress, bartender, hostess, 
um, counselor, camp, camp, th- I'm, I'm, I press shirts. Like I, I've had every job that you could think of, but, um, I started at Hampton University, left and went to Atlanta because I had a lot of friends that were there at the time. And it just seemed like a good idea for me to go there. And going back to Philly was, again, not an option for me. Um, So I left and went to um, Atlanta. And since we're talking about failures, I moved to Atlanta on a whim. And I thought that I would get there and I would take my boards and I would pass Mm. there. And I would start working as a nurse. Um, I got a job quickly as a waitress and I thought that uh, I could study for my boards. I failed my boards once and then I failed my boards again. And I didn't same, pass. Same state? Same state. And um, I didn't pass till my third try, which was about a year and a half after I graduated wow. from college. So here I am with this $120,000 degree from Hampton That's University. <laughs> yeah, from Goodness. HBCU, $30,000 a year oh my times God. four and a half years, which it took me to graduate, and um, summer school every year. Um, and I had, I was making $2 an hour as a waitress, and I was getting tips because I know how to hustle and I know how to make things work in my favor, but it was a huge failure. It was right. embarrassing, you know, to... Um, to take this huge leap of faith and go to a different city and to end up as a waitress with a bachelor's degree in nursing. Um, so I kind of swallowed my pride and I got a job as a CNA or a patient care tech, whatever right. the politically correct term is. I was working assisting ner- in assisting nursing. Um, so here I am with this very expensive degree uh, with all this experience from this really prestigious university um, working as a CNA with a bachelor's degree in nursing. And I did that for about six months to a year until I wow. passed my boards. And I passed my boards and I got hired on the same floor as... Um, in Georgia. In Georgia. So I worked in Georgia for two years. Um, at first, I was working at like a smaller community hospital and I wanted to challenge myself. You know, I wanted to work at uh, the county hospital. They yeah. got all the gunshot wounds. Of course, and, of course. You know, I wanted to do all the hardcore stuff. And then I got right there away. and I was like, shit, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know, I'm yep. making a lot of money. I'm getting cursed out every day. Yeah. Um, but then later on in life, I realized why I did it. It was a challenge. It was a pressure making me into a diamond. Um, now I do phone interviews with prestigious institutions all over the country and they say, oh, you worked at Grady. Oh, you can work anywhere. Let me give you this job. Oh, you only worked in surgical ICU. You worked at Grady though. We can give you a job in cardiac. We can give you a job in liver transplant. So that, that pressure that I went through that really hard, that risk that I took, um, left me in a space that made me very marketable and wow. very comfortable in my skill set. So from the nursing standpoint, that was it. Yeah. And, and I'll just I'll just interject because I think a lot of people, uh, they back down when it comes to challenge or mm-hmm. something that might like seemingly look challenging. And I just I've always felt the way you you just experienced now mm-hmm. is it's like I, I look for the look for the challenges stuff, because that's where. I think so much opens up for you when you do that, when mm-hmm. you go for that. And sure, it's scary. Like, it, I know you were scared and I'm scared. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But look at what it's afforded you because you went through that. I, I definitely agree. Um, I think one of the mantras that I've developed over the last couple of years or last 10 years, it would be um, no pressure, no diamond, of course. And then it would definitely be um, like work hard now. Right. And get comfortable being uncomfortable and i always right now i'm comfortable and i don't like it 
So I'm ready to shake things up and do something new. So, so you that know, has you know things, it's time. I know it's time for me to do something in my professional career as a nurse because I'm comfortable. I go to work and I can do my job and I don't want to say I could do my job with my eyes closed, but you get what I mean, where you're mm-hmm. in flow and you're in a groove and you know what you're doing and you're not challenged. So for me, it's been um, where I wow. found peace and happiness and really like excitement too is being un- is being comfortable in uncomfortable situations and that's kind of what I did and um so I spent 2 years at Grady Memorial Hospital and then after that uh 2014 I said I want to do something else like I'm tired of taking care of three patients in the ICU I'm tired of making $28 an hour and being 95 pounds from being stressed out like I'm tired of you know just I'm just tired of this work environment so exactly. I'm going to try travel nursing um I went to I, another failure. I tried to get my California nursing license. It oh. took me. <laughs> you know about that? You know about that? You know about that? Okay, so I tried to get my California nursing license, and they're like, oh, you haven't taken microbiology. I'm like, dude, I've been a nurse for three years. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why do you care what class I took back right. in 2006? Like, like who cares? Okay, so right, right. they gave me a very hard time about getting my nursing license, so I applied for my nursing license in Vegas. Because I knew that that would be something that would be quick. Um, it would be something that is right near California and I could do that for a short period of time. So I took my first travel assignment in Las Vegas and I left and went to Las Vegas. And I it was I got my California life, nursing license six weeks after starting my assignment in Vegas. But I had such a good time. In Vegas that I stayed for six months. The ease of oh, living wow. was really great. Um, one of my best friends, um, I'm actually the godmother of her children. Uh, like, I met them there. It was a really good That's time cool. for me. Yeah, it was a really good time for me. So sometimes you just have to trust life. Um, and I came out to um, I came out to L.A. in 2015. And I've gone some other places since. But this is a little bit of home for me. I feel a little sense of home here. In L.A.? Yeah. Of course bit. you do. Yeah, a little bit. Of course bit. you do. Yeah, it's, LA. it's really easy to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, here, and this is just nursing talk at this point, but like the work here, I've actually never worked outside of California. Oh, but man, it's sweet. This is like, this nurse, is like, I call it the golden handcuffs. Oh, because my it's just Like, it's nowhere else. If you think it's sweet here, San Francisco is even better. Like, the way they treat nurses is like, I would get an hour and a half nap at night that was covered by a nurse and I come back, all my meds were giving, my eyes and nose were done. Like it was fabulous. Like it was a great place to be a nurse. So California is definitely a good place to be a nurse. Uh, I mean, the air quality here sucks. The air is dusty. <laughs> uh, the people can be a little bougie, but I mean, we yeah. have 80 degree weather in, in February. We have the beach, we have the desert, we have the mountains. Like it's not really... Right, exactly. Not really much beating it. Exactly. But I do plan to relocate this year in June to New York. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and this is all like for the challenge and stuff though, right? That's what you're it's talking about. It's for the about. challenge because um with my brand, the resilient nurse and the resilient nurse.com, I've grown a lot. Um, but I think that if I could do what I did here in LA, imagine what I could do in New York. And that's just how I feel. And I also every time I filled out my application for my New York license, I got anxiety and I closed my computer. And that's not something that I feel often. I don't feel anxious or fearful about mm. things. I, if you're in a zodiac signs, I'm an Aries. Aries aren't scared of shit. Like no, we no. aren't scared of anything. Yeah. We're the people who you tell me that flame is hot. I have to touch that flame myself terrible. to know that it's, it's hot. It's terrible. So yeah, it's horrible. It's, <laughs> it's really bad. It's a really bad thing, but it's also a really great thing because it makes us very inquisitive and it makes us very impulsive and makes us 
It makes us very fearless. But when I find something that brings me a bit of fear, I feel like um, it's my higher it's my higher power talking to me and telling me to take that challenge mm-hmm. and to to do it because and people around me know that about me so much. My mother, I was like, I haven't filled out my New York license. She's like, you need to do it. Like something's wrong if you don't if you don't want to do it. Something's wrong. So for me. Um, I'm going to do try out by coastal living, true by coastal living. I'm going to spend the summers in New York and the winters in LA. Wait, for real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, Have oh you thought gosh. of that? I mean, I, yeah, but <laughs> man, that is, that's pretty cool. I've been, I mean, I've been, I've traveled like a lot of places in the summertime, mm-hmm. like every summer. I started from like two years ago. I try to get out. So I know that summers, I'm not really in LA like that, but yeah. But yeah, to do that as a lifestyle, yeah. that's that's another level. I mean, I think doing it as a lifestyle right now, I don't have any children. I don't have any detached. I don't I don't have any attachments to anything that are like grounding, you know, where I have yeah. to be there. I don't have a full time job that I have to be there all right. the time. And I could live somewhere in the two most expensive cities and one of them rent free. So why not? Try right. it out. If I don't like it, then I do something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. But so I let's try it out for a year. Right. Okay. So we're on the topic of travel right now. So let's just go ahead and segue into that. So what, like, you're, I guess it's just one of the things you love. You just love travel. I so do much. love yeah. to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to travel a lot. Um, last year alone, I visited seven countries and 15 cities. Um, last year, I broke my seal for solo travel um, and visited. Uh, back to impulsive behavior. Um, I'm not um, the kind of person that does anything. I'm not small. Like, I don't believe that. I'm small physically. Right. But I'm, <laughs> yeah, 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 you are. <laughs> I'm small physically, yeah, you are. but I'm not, I'm not small-minded. So um, where I've kind of been at, and I think a lot of women get here more than men. Mm-hmm. Um, so girl power out there. Mm-hmm. I got to do, it. Uh, do I it. I love women, and mm-hmm. like I'm so for women power. And I think one of the things for women is that we're always waiting. We're always waiting for the perfect relationship or the, our friends to get on board or the perfect girls trip. And mainly it's relationships with women. Um, I've been around a lot of guys and the, the conversation is never centered around women. Like really it's centered around sports and career and things like that. And women, yeah. the conversation is always about how things are in their relationship life. And that always depends on what their next step is for life. And for me, it, it's not really that way. Um, it has been that way, but I've had some life changing failures yeah. that have made it that way. Um, and uh, for me, what broke the seal for my solo travel was I found a flight to Indonesia. Um, Bali was always a place I wanted to go to my entire life. Um, I had a douchey ex um, who we planned to go there and we didn't it didn't work out and we didn't go. And um, it had been on my vision board for around three years. And the flight came up and I was like, I'm going to book this. So I sent a group text out to all my girlfriends and I said, hey, do you guys want to roll? Like, I'm going to go here. Everybody. Oh, it's so far. Oh, I don't know. I have to work this out. I said, yeah, I'm going to book this. So I booked it. And then six months later, I realized, oh, my God, I'm going to Asia, like by myself, like by myself. And um, it was the most amazing experience ever. Um, I even though I am impulsive. I didn't just wake up like, I'm going to Asia. Let me just pack a backpack. You know, no, I planned extensively for months and months and months and picked all my hotels, made sure everything was safe, called all my credit card companies, did all that stuff. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Uh, I stayed in a five star villa with a pool in my room alone, and it was fabulous um, for like a hundred dollars a night, which is like nothing compared oh, to what really? we pay here. Wait, what country? In, is this um, I went to Bali, Indonesia. I went to yeah. Shanghai, China, and I went to Ubud. I went to four different islands, and like I didn't limit myself just because I was a solo female traveler. So. Um, I initially had a layover in Shanghai. I contacted the airline and said, hey, I've never been to Shanghai. Is there any way that I could extend my layover and stay mm-hmm. for 24 hours? Um, I had people from Shanghai come over to me. They had never seen anyone who looked like me. And I felt like Beyonce for a day. Everyone wanted to take a picture with me. It was real cool. I hear you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that experience alone um, made me realize that the world is so big. It's so different. It's so diverse. Um and if I spend my life waiting for other people, not just a partner, meaning, meaning a male form, to join me, then I'll be waiting forever and I'll miss out on so much. Yeah. And it also showed me that um, everything will always come back to this for me is that my higher power has me. Like I'm safe wherever I go. I went thousands of miles away and mm-hmm. nothing happened to me. I came back in one piece without a scratch. So, um, and so I was like, I'm going to do this again. Yeah, especially because so, a lot of people, they, the first thing they say is, uh, I don't know if I'm safe. Yeah. And like, the thing the is, concern. is at the time that I was traveling, 15 girls went missing in D.C. In D.C. Oh, in, in, in this country, know, yeah. It, and this is a country we live in. Um, so it's just, wow. anything can happen to you anywhere. Yeah, so exactly. to close yourself off and limit yourself is just... It's awful and you're just you miss out on a lot of different things. And I wouldn't say going to Asia is for every woman out there or going to Africa like as your first trip alone. I mean, start small. Go to dinner by yourself. Um, You know, take a take a weekend visit to Joshua Tree by yourself. Those kind of things are totally feasible. I started to do little tests with myself before I left. Um, I would just leave my phone in the house and go walking for like hours and if I felt fine, you know, and detached without my phone, I would feel better. But travel is big for me. After that, um, my mom and I went to Dubai, and I went to London, Amsterdam, and Iceland. London, Amsterdam, Iceland alone. Um, yeah, I remember that. I was, I was, yeah, I it was a great trip. It was a great trip. I mean, I've had some very amazing experience traveling. I grew up, as I told you, in Philly, and people always thought that you know, wealth was about having a nice watch or a nice chain or a nice handbag Mm -hmm. or things like that. And to me, wealth is about experiences and it's about, um, how you grow from experiences. And for me, if I have an extra five, six hundred dollars and I see a flight on sale and it works out, I'm going to buy it. Oh, like you did last week? Yes, I did. I bought a trip to Barcelona last week. I was like, oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, I did that last week. And that's my next trip. My next trip is Barcelona. Uh, probably Lisbon, Portugal, and Spain. But I just, I mean, in um, Paris. I just wanted to pick a cheap entry point. Yeah. A cheap entry point, And then that way I can hop around throughout Europe while I'm there. Yeah. But uh, I love travel. I think it opens you up. And then it keeps you a little bit more sane when you're doing things that we have to do in the ICU or the ER that are very disturbing and degrading. And it reminds mm. you that you have a really full life. And that's not the only element to your life. Like, right. Right. You know, yeah, this week I'm changing an adult's diaper, but next week I'll be, you know, sipping wine and, you know, in a part of Spain that's really beautiful, you know, so it's, it makes it a little bit more balanced. Right, right. What's been something like when you've been traveling, um, uh, something that you got or you discovered about yourself that you didn't, you never knew? 
There's a question. That's a good question. Um, I have common sense. Lots of it. <laughs> Wait, what do you what do you mean? Okay, okay, I'm listening. Okay, so I've always been very smart, um, very observant, but I'm also very forgetful and very yeah. free spirited. And I will leave my phone on the counter <laughs> at the coffee shop, and someone will be like, "Hey, miss, you forgot your phone." And I'm just like, "Okay, you know, whatever." <laughs> um, I lose things, and like I always. I always would use it as, oh, I'm not super attached to material things. No, I was just careless. Um, But Mm -hmm. I learned when I was traveling alone that I got me and that I'm really good at having me. Um, I'm not, I've I've been traveling before where I've had extra weight with me, um, meaning other travelers, whether it be a partner or a friend or whatever. Um, And I'm not good at carrying dead weight. Like I can't do that. So that's why I choose to travel alone mainly. Well, you don't mean like physical like no, no. About, you, you're talking about people who, people are, who are adding to the experience and people who are adding the experience yeah and making it negative that. and that's why people ask me like do you why do you travel alone it's because i control my experience yeah for sure and if i spend thousands of dollars to come somewhere I've, I've had two experiences i've had where i've gone with a friend and they're just totally kill the vibe and i've had it where i go with a partner like a lover and they kill the vibe because of the they didn't plan properly or whatever reason. But what I learned is that I got me, meaning that I can be safe. I can I can pick up a situation that's shady, like in a matter of thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell if someone's trying to harm me, like very quickly. And I also learned that I don't have FOMO, like meaning fear of missing out. If I meet these really great guys and they're inviting me to some rager that's like tonight and like, oh, okay, it sounds good. You know, we can go out and party and hang out till five o'clock in the morning. I may get back to my room and say, yeah, something doesn't feel right about that. I'm just going to stay in. And I don't have fear of missing out like I did when I was much younger because now I know that I'm content with just being, with just being. Exactly. But, um... I, I encourage every human to experience solo travel, male, female, whatever, um, because it's just it's just a great experience where you kind of control your experience, right. which is really nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done solo traveling yet, but mm-hmm. I feel like the closest I've ever been to that was like if I'm if I'm getting ready for it and I'm, I'm taking a flight by myself to meet up with people. Yeah, that's nice, too. Or I'm leaving. Yes, I, I do. I did a lot of public speaking. Or I'd leave like a a place like that. I've I've, I've been you know I've been speaking at, mm-hmm. and then I come home, and it's like yeah, this it feels good being on your own. It's very serene. It's really nice. And last year I did a lot of speaking engagements as well as well where I flew yeah. alone, and I really like that. Yeah. I really I I enjoy and value my alone time a lot. Mm-hmm. I enjoy um one of the things about being a public speaker, which I know you you know this. Yeah. Is that it, it can be very draining because mm-hmm. um, you pick up on a lot of different people's energy that you meet um, throughout the day and you feel all of it. Yep. Um, and the emotional roller coaster that you do before speaking at an event that you go through before speaking at an event is very is a lot. You feel, oh, my God, everybody's going to show up. Oh, my God, nobody's going to show up. I'm going to get there and it's going to be oversold. What am I going to do? And those kind of things. And for me, I am not just talent. I plan my events as well, and I, prom- I plan, promote, mm. and and host my events. So it's really scary to get somewhere, and is, are people going to love it? Are they going to mm-hmm. love my speech? Are they going to dig it? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to think I'm stupid? Um, and afterwards, it's really, 
you feel like you've lost something, kind of. It feels really good, even though even if you get on stage and speak to a thousand people and they all give you a standing ovation, I always feel like I lost a part of me at when I speak. I always feel like something has just released, and it's kind of sad, but it's I, I take it as positive because it's it's now that moment is over that I prepared for for the last month or last six months. So, um, but th- that time to reflect is always yeah. really nice. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you lost something. I, I know, but it's a feeling it's of like, loss. Yeah, Do you get what I mean? It. Yeah. I, you don't I, have I to get what I mean. It. You don't have to get what I mean. It might be a little weird. No, but I, I do. But okay, so the way I feel about it when when you're done, like you've done, I've done a day of speaking, mm-hmm. and it's like all these people here um, is. Man, I gave away so much of myself. Yes, like that's what I'm saying. And that's how I feel. That's I yeah. feel like that's what you're saying, right? And I don't physically feel like, oh my god, I lost something, but I feel drained. Drained. There it is. And, and I need yeah. to recharge. Yeah. And um, the way that I recharge for me is number one, being in nature, or number two, being alone. Um, being alone. <laughs> yeah, being alone for me is yeah, big. For sure. Yeah, it's that's definitely big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think maybe that's why it's so refreshing, like going on a flight, leaving uh, mm-hmm. by myself, coming back home. It feels so good because I'm just by myself. Yeah. I'm no longer having, you know, having to shake. Not, I enjoy shaking hands and talking to people. And Absolutely. Every single person that comes to it's like, time. but after that, you got to, yeah, you got to really, you know, woosah. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Okay. So, all right. Let's talk about your brand. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get to that because. Yay! So I'm wearing my shirt. She believed she could, so she did. The Resilient Nurse of Commons on the back. I won't give you guys a back view right now. That's a little too much. I'll keep it PG. Um, what, what, exactly. I know. Huh? Um, what started What started that? Okay. So um, I started my brand in 2014 when I began, tra- began travel nursing. Uh-huh. Um, I had a small following on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, probably like 5,000 followers, somewhere like that. Um, so people think automatically think they'd look at my Instagram, which is I am nurse Mo or the resilient nurse.com that has a combined following of 137,000 followers, which is phenomenal. Awesome. Um, but they think I grew it overnight and nah, I didn't. Um, I've been growing my brand, my following over the last four years. Um, mm. and I didn't receive a single dollar from my brand until last year, 2017. Wow. Um, but Let's not get it twisted. When I started seeing money from my brand, I saw $10,000 months, $15,000 months, $7,000 months, and it goes on and on and on. This is just from? One year. Um, so I had a really good year in 2017, wow. and um, I made a decision to establish my worth. But let's talk about my brand. My brand is TheResilientNurse.com or the Resilient Nurse. Um, basically, when I started travel nursing in 2014, uh-huh. um, I didn't understand how to do any of it. It was all this paperwork and it was all this packing and I didn't understand how to do my taxes. I didn't understand what to expect when I went in the hospital and where did I go? Allnurses.com. And the only place that I could read this information was from Sally, who's been a nurse for 40 years and she's white. And I can't relate (laughs) to Sally. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm brown. How are they going to respond to me as a young brown woman who's in her, her early 20s who's traveling the world? Is it going to be weird to them? Mm. Is it going to be, are they going to disrespect me? Are they going to degrade me? Like, how am I going to feel? Um, so I wanted to have a place where women of color, um, and I, I relate to men too, but I think knowing your audience is key. So key. Um, yeah. And people like to say, I sat down a, 
with a CEO of a Fortune 500 company last year, and he asked me, who's your audience? And I said, everybody. He said, bullshit, your audience is everybody. He said, who's your audience? And I said, women. He said, all women. I said, women of color. So my audience is women of color. And if you like my brand and you're not a woman of color, more power to you. I still support you. I still work. I still rock with you. And my content is still for you. Great. Right, right. If you're a male and you like my audience, absolutely great. Wonderful. But um, my audience, who I speak to, is young black girls out there who people are telling they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started travel nursing, there was nobody who looked like me. There was it was weird. And if you were a nurse that was black, you had to be super stark. You couldn't, you couldn't be, you couldn't wear braids. You couldn't, you know, um, be, be, you can have a life outside of work. Um, and my, my concept was always that the modern woman, she can be successful. She can be beautiful. She can be enlightened spiritually, sexually, anything. She can be whatever the fuck she wants to be. Sorry, (laughs) but that's just how I feel. You said it. And, And, um, I didn't like that what we were being represented as, as women of color were, um, that had following, that had fame, that had, you know, the, that were getting praised by media were like these girls that were video girls or models or fitness girls and that kind of thing. But like, what about the girls who cared about academia, like myself, who graduated, like we, and who do look good? Like what's wrong with having both? So I started my brand, The Resilient Nurse, um, just because I wanted to change the face of what healthcare looked like. And um, I think that I did a really good job at that <laughs> over the last four High years. To that. Thank you. Um, if you look on your social channels, yeah. you'll see a lot of young black women, black men um, in scrubs. And you'll see a lot of scrub companies working with people of color. And we don't just have one look anymore, For which the first I really time love. Too. Yeah. yeah. For which I love. And I always felt like a lot of brands wouldn't want to work with me because I didn't have the typical look that they like to promote for black women. It's normally um, she is you can't tell if she's black or white um, and she has like, you know, this I don't, or she, she's very dark and she has a natural hairstyle. There was no in between. Right. Yeah. right it's true. And yeah. I just was like, we come in all different colors. So um, I started blogging about the process of travel nursing things I did on my off days and just kept it very real about positive energy, my self-care and all the different things that I experienced as a young black nurse. And um, it took its time. It definitely did. Um, and I worked with different bloggers and different companies and people asked me, well, what, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to do everything until something pops. And that's what I did. I did everything for free. Mm-hmm everything that you could think of. I did photo shoots, video shoots. I did, you know, um, interviews with people who had 500 followers because their 500 followers are different than mine. You know, um, I was really open to that. And, um, I started my own merchandise in 2016. Um, I sell shirts out of the sold shirts out of the comfort, the trunk of my car. I did pop up (laughs) shops four days a week. I had no shame. Like, I have no shame. Like, I don't. Grind. Yeah, I grind. Grind. And I want, because I I want my baby to work. Yes, absolutely. Because it's my baby. Mm -hmm. And um, so now um, I'm at the point where I'm seeing other people that want to do the things that I'm doing, that I've been doing, and it's great and it's motivating. You're seeing it. Yeah, but it's time to, it's always time to elevate. When, um, When people are doing what you're doing, you don't get mad because that's your job. You're, I consider myself a influencer. So if I'm not influencing people and they're not doing what I'm doing, I'm sucking at my job. 
So, um, but yeah, I started my brand basically for that and um, that I wanted to just inspire young black women that, you know, regardless of where you come from or what people say that you can do it. Um, like I was a 24 year old travel nurse from the hood that is going to the pre- most prestigious uni- like university hospitals and working with two days of training and I was doing it well. And um, on my off days, I would go to parties at the Wynn and, you know, I would I would party all night and have a really good time and I would travel and and live my best life. And people were inspired by that. And I just was like, I'm just living my life, you know, but it's often told that you can't have both. And I wanted to show women that you could have what you want. Um, So from there, I launched my own merchandise. Um, I used to sell just pen lights and nursing novelties, but I wanted to open my brand up because a lot of women, not just nurses related to my brand. So when I say who is my brand for, I say women of color, not just nurses of color. Um, so this year uh, I did I started my own merchandise line in two, 2016, 2017. I branched to candles and home products and things that all different women can relate to. And they've done very well. Mm. Um, 2017 last year was the of January was the first year that I got on stage and spoke in front of people. Uh-huh. Um, little did I know that I will book, be booked 15 different times after that to do it. Um, opportunities. Yeah, opportunities. And I mean, when they come, you have to go with them. And there's this thing that I believe in called divine alignment. I don't know if you know anything about it, but when something is for you, your world opens up. Right. It, it does. I'm not saying sometimes you do have to move some things around, but my first couple speaking engagements... I was working full time in a travel contract that I did not do self-scheduling for. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to move all this stuff around. And just every time it just would so happen that I would get my schedule and it would be like, wow, I'm just off that whole thing. (laughs) It just works out. It just works out. And a lot of things just happened that way that they just worked out. And um, last year, 2017, um, I spoke all over from California to Atlanta to Texas um, to New York. just all over the world and well, all over the country. And I didn't expect to get the response that I did. Yeah. And now I have that. Look at that. And I received the grace and now I have to do the grit, like the work to go with it. Um, I created these very new expectations for myself and I'm very excited to fill them and exceed them. What do you mean? So, what expectations? so, you know, now, um, before it was just, okay, let me put out some cute pictures and scrubs on Instagram and let's, let's like say something inspiring and boom, you know, we're happy, you know, right. but now, um, I have to make sure that I'm putting out insightful content that's helpful to new nurses and to women out there that really need this advice. Um, I have about, I get about a hundred advice emails a week. I have to respond to as many yeah, of them mm-hmm. as I can. Um, if I go to a speaking engagement, people are expected to be wild and to cry and to want to take notes and things like that. So I have to deliver that. See, what happens is, is when we do our first speaking engagement, you remember your first speaking speaking engagement. You didn't know what. You didn't know what. Yeah, you were just getting do. up there. You just getting up there. And you just want to get over it. Yeah. But now people have expectations of you. You can't just show up and say, oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> like, that's not going to work not for gonna them fly. anymore. Nope. So you need to do... You, you need to basically top yourself every time or at least keep up that same expectation, keep up that same energy. So um, 
Yeah, so for my brand for this year, I plan to, plan to put out a lot more content, mm. develop a more established mentorship program because I, re- I mentor 50 women at one time <laughs> at Baseline. And um, I mean, I, I get success stories from how they passed their NCLEX to how they got out of their really shitty relationship. Um, so it's really, it's really amazing to be able to inspire women but I want to be able to do it more organized. And I know that I can't do it all on my own. So I established a team this year, which has been really great. And they've been helpful, phenomenal women. Um, and more <laughs> merchandise. Uh, I'll be getting my candles, which are here in stores. Um, I already had a couple of retail places pick them up. Um, but mainly, I just want to continue to live in my purpose and speak my truth. And... I know the more successful people come become, the less transparent they like to be. I would like to go the opposite route yeah, and become like more and more transparent to, cool. and be more honest about my failures. Like the more I grow, because I think the more people I can That's reach so that important. way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What are you? What are you? Um, what are you afraid of now? Somebody asked me what my biggest fear is, and it's so stupid. You ready? Go for it. Being mediocre. Being mediocre. Um, I never wanted... Um, I'm turning 30 this year, and a lot of people are concerned with kids, wife, like, husband, those kind of things. And I don't give shit about any of that. Like, <laughs> I just don't care about any of that. Like, I would love to have an amazing husband one day and amazing, beautiful chocolate kids. And, you know, like, and like, you know, I would love all that. And I'm very excited for that moment mm-hmm. in my life. But I don't feel like I'm anywhere near that because I have so many more women to inspire. And I don't think I can't have both. I'm sure I will. But my biggest concern is that I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to start something that has such huge momentum and just let it coast off and trickle off till it's nothing. Um, I have to stay in flow. And when I say flow, I mean... Um, Nothing that I have done thus far is forced. Um, if a company didn't want to work with mm. me, I have partnerships with various co- companies. If a, co- a company didn't want to work with me, I say, cool. And they Deuces. eventually, eventually do decide to work with me, but that's not why I do it. Um, if they don't want to work with me, I keep it moving. Um, if somebody doesn't want to book me, I say, okay, whatever. And I keep it moving. I can't dwell on that. Mm-hmm. There's not enough time for that. But I don't want to be mediocre in the sense that I don't want to. I pro- I feel like at this point I pro- I promised a good eighty thousand women that I am going to inspire them and uplift them and be motivating to them. So I never want to be in a situation where I feel like I disappoint them or um, I'm not living my truth for them and I've just given up. So that's my biggest fear. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to let that happen. Yeah, no, no, no. And, <laughs> and, and, and it just sounds very like it, it sounds parallel to what what I normally say to people and to myself. It's mm-hmm. like I strive for excellence in everything I do because your name is on this. Yeah. Your name's on this. Right. And so for, even for this, my name is on this. So yeah, exactly. It's like I know if my name's going to be on something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, not going to be whack. No, it can't be whack. And it's just like. For me, mediocre is the best word to describe because it's like, it's not whack. It's not bad. It's just okay. You know, it's like, it could have yeah, been but better. Even just, yeah, right. 
You know, it's like a two-star situation on Yelp or like, you know, so it's like I always want to be phenomenal. I want women to say, oh, I, yeah, I spent, eventually, yeah, I spent, yeah, I spent $25 on her book. With, but, <laughs> exactly. 24, but, you did. Yeah, on her book. But, or, or $12.99 or whatever on her book. But it was the best money I ever spent, you know. Or um, I always want people to feel like they're getting they're getting more for whatever I'm selling it for. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. So, um, so you know, if you come to an event of mine and it's free, I want you to feel like it was 100 bucks. Like, you know, it should have been $100. So much value. Yeah, I want people to value a lot more because I feel like, for me, that's how I'll always stay fulfilled, too. Right. Now, you mentioned something earlier uh, about your worth. Mm-hmm. So... And we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like the first time you and I met, we were yeah, working. We were working, working and we started talking. And then, and then, just just so you know, you waited until like we had talked probably most of the night mm-hmm. outside of working, working and talking. And then mm-hmm. like four or five a.m. Call lights. Yeah, Mad exactly, lights. exactly. But that's when I I was like, oh, let's change Instagram. I was like, this girl's freaking famous, man. I was, <laughs> I was, I was talking to this famous girl this whole time, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it was great. <clears throat> Why I say that is because that night we talked about. Um, several things, but one one thing that stood out to me, and you mentioned it now, mm-hmm. was really, really uh, uh, focusing on increasing your worth, like yeah. knowing. Oh yeah. But but knowing how much you're worth. Exactly, and um, so okay, so anybody who's out there that's trying to build a business or a brand, this mm-hmm. is like one of the big things that I'm passionate about. Know that all worth. Is not monetary, like it's not right. dollar and cents based, and that's something that okay. So when I started my brand, I wanted to get paid, paid, paid immediately, and and that's like, who are you? Like who who are you that we should be giving thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to? So um, that was a, like a reality check in right. the very beginning, back in 2014. Then you know, for after having that big shocker happen, that realized okay, maybe I'm not in a space where I should be getting paid a lot of money. Maybe I should be doing this for free product, or you know, like. Or just the publicity. Um, then I started doing things for free. And then I got abused and used by multi-million dollar companies that wanted me to do things for free for them. And they'll remain nameless because I'm classy. <laughs> um, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> towards the end of the year, I started to realize my worth. And that's when those $10,000 months started happening. Um, like just off my brand alone, just off this, you know... This app that people wanted to buy ad space on and things like that. Right. So, um, so a part of the way that I grew my worth was um, mentally. Like, let's start there. So, knowing that I have this thing that I'm creating that I created that you can't take from me, she can't take from me, right. he can't take, nobody right. can take it from me. It's mine. Right. So, somebody could right. do what I do. Somebody could do this podcast like you're doing it, right? But they ain't you. You know and, what I'm and saying? And it won't come from the same place. And it place. won't come from the same place, and they can't. So people always ask me, are you nervous people are going to steal what you're doing? And I'm like, no, let them do it. Like, let them do it, because they're not me. Mm-hmm. So knowing that is worth right, right there. Like, that's the first step. So then the second step is actual actual worth that companies look at as worth. Like, things that you can, I would say, statistical worth, mm-hmm. numbers. So I grew my following um, on social media, from I was at like last year I was I grew my following forty thousand in three months, yeah, 
And I grew um, my, I have two pages. I am Nurse Mo and the Resilient Nurse. And the Resilient Nurse, we grew from 12,000 to 32,000, two months. So what we did was we figured out what people wanted to hear from us. Oh, uh, yeah. And we didn't buy followers. We did not push for people to follow us and things like that. It, it was organic, 100% organic. Mm. And that's what I like to describe my brand as all the growth that we've had. It's been organic. Um, so I got with other brands. Um, and I took products for free or for promo or things right. like that. And I would work with them and collaborate. Collaboration is so important. Yeah. So what we're doing right now is so important because you're beneficial to me. I'm beneficial for you. First of all, spiritually, it's an energy exchange for us, which is like a big deal. And we're learning from each other. But you have people I don't know, and they're going to come to me later. And I have people you don't know, and they're going to come to you later. So it's never be afraid to share with other brands, other influencers, other companies, what you have going on and collaborate because collaboration is the most powerful thing that you can do. And women, we need to realize that collaboration is way more powerful than competition Mm. because we tend to be a little bit more resistant in that area. And I've met several influencers that are women that are like, what's your deal? Like, why do you want to help me so much? And I'm just like, I'm helping me by helping you, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so one of the growing your growing your uh, actual statistical numbers help a lot. And ways to do that is by partnerships. So I partners with partnered with four to five different brands over the last four years that didn't always offer me monetary increase, mm-hmm. but they gave me credibility. Um, if people are seeing that I'm working with the huh. best company for scrubs and stethoscopes and shoes and skincare, then they're like, okay, well, maybe this girl does know a little something. It's, um, sometimes more about appearance. So it's a lot, people assume, right. yeah, that people assume that I was getting paid thousands of dollars from brands that didn't give me a penny. Um, but that's okay because those brands put me in a position that I could ask other it's brands. It's position. Yeah, it's position. So, and I think it's really challenging for nurses because we're very monetary based. Yeah. We're like, okay, if I work this shift, how much am I going to make? Yep. And we don't think about longevity so much. So when I was building in the process of building my brand to the point that I can charge $2,000 for an Instagram post because that's my rate and it's not debatable. Um, and at this point or, you know, 850 on my other page is not debatable anymore. Like that's not what it is. Um, and people pay that lots of people pay that. So, um, when I was getting to that point, a lot of people would ask me like, well, why are you doing this event for free? And like, why are you having lunch with this company? And like, well, what are you getting? Are they paying you to do this? And I'd be like, no, they're not paying me to do it. And what do you get from giving away stethoscopes every month to a nurse? And like, what do you get from that? I get from one, I feel fucking good, good right. from doing first that. Off. Yeah, first of all, I feel really <laughs> good from doing that. And then the other thing is that these people are looking at me like, wow, she's doing this for us for no reason. That's awesome. Like, mm, and that's and cool. that's part of the reason that I do all of it, and that helps you grow. So partnerships are a really big deal. And then um, the final thing is knowing how to negotiate um, as a black woman. And I'm always going to come back to color and religion. And I'm sorry, because that's, that's just, just what, what it is. It's just what it is. <laughs> um, well, spirituality more than religion. But I'm always going to come back to that. But as a black woman, I get paid less, 20% less than almost hmm. any other race or gender. And um, the two together are just, you know, it happens. And I often have to negotiate with marketing teams that are headed by white males 
And wow. I tell them, I have literally told several companies, hire an ad agency mm-hmm. that will project your business, that'll get your business out there to, at the time, 68,000 people. And then come back to me and tell me how much they want to charge you. And they always come back. So for me, it's knowing my worth. And they do. It's For me, it's knowing my worth and getting to a space where um, to ask for it. Right. To have the to have the the gusto to just ask for what you want. Um, and last year I visited, let me just, ask, let me ask a company that I've been doing promotional work for that I haven't asked for a penny to get me $10,000 worth of video production. Hmm. Boom. It happens. Let me ask to do an event where I rent out a spa and get 30 nurses massages. Boom. It happened. Um, advocating for yourself wow. and just so cool. yeah it's really cool but the power of just asking a closed mouth does not get fed so um yeah when we were on the phone uh the, the like a couple weeks or last week yeah. you were telling me about this i was like wow yeah i mean i've i've received a lot awesome. monetary wise and also just things that'll grow my so brand cool. i would say um to move very smart about how you choose monetary um uh, w- whether you choose monetary over favors Um, or things that can grow your brand. For me, establishing video production was big for me. Establishing my LLC. um, Little things. There are a lot of different things that these companies that don't always have a budget for, let me just hand you Mm. $1,000 to do this, may be more beneficial with you. So if a brand can't work with you on a sense of, let me put you on a monthly retainer or let me pay you for this, find out what they can do for you. Because there are things more valuable than money, like a lot of things. Um, but a lot of times when people do not want to pay you and you are established and you have established a brand and you know your number worth, um, when they say we don't have the budget for that, that means we don't want to pay you that. So take your talents elsewhere and it's okay. Don't make a big deal or a fuss right. or have a temper tantrum with them. That's not going to get you paid. Huh. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Take your talent somewhere else. So, Mo, let me ask you about for, you know, okay, so I think you have a, a, a bit of an idea of where I'm at right now. I'm building something. I, mm-hmm. have, I have this ground. I'm growing. Um, also, when, when we talked on the phone, you were like, yeah, I see you've grown your, mm-hmm. you've grown, you've grown a bit, you know? Yeah. So what, what advice for now, like where I'm at based on right now, uh, would you have for me? Stay in flow. Okay. Stay in flow. You, okay. You got to give me more than that. Okay. Like, so you, like, so okay. you're in flow. You figured out something that works for you. Yeah. You're growing a seed that you planted and it's growing quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're growing your metrics, your numbers to support it. So what have you been doing that mm-hmm. is no difference? You're a pretty fit guy, right? Mm-hmm. So did you just go to the gym one time and then you had like a six pack and muscles? No, man. Okay, it you takes time. Put in the time. And yeah. you have to put it's in the time. Consistent. And I'm telling you, four years that I you put into this. Uh, and yeah. I'm not saying that um, that's everybody. Some, some people do one year and they blow mm-hmm. up or two years and they blow up or whatever. But just stay consistent. And when you figure out something that works, continue it and be consistent at it. And that's all I can really tell you. There's no secret, like magical mm. thing. Just like I can't, I, I can ask you, how do I get a six pack tomorrow? And you'll be like, <laughs> go get lipo. Like that's the only way to do it, you know, but there's no cheat code. Right, right. There's no cheat code, but you found something that worked for you well. So keep doing it. Well, you helped me out with that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank yeah, you for that. Yeah, I did. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. Yeah, and that's why you said, just like you said, like building relationships, partnerships too, it's so building key. Building partnerships is key. 
because so somebody cute. has something that you don't have. Okay, yeah, I got a whole bunch of followers, but I don't have all these cameras, you know, and this right. beautiful lighting right. and whatever. Right. Right. Um, but right. you know, people don't people don't always people don't bring everybody brings something mm. different to the table, and I'm just always mindful of people who are so closed off that they're like. You know, some people are a little apprehensive when you come off with that energy of like, I want to yeah. help you or I want us to grow together. Um, but yeah, well, if I find a really great brand that I'm working with and I find people of color that would benefit from them working with that brand, I'll be like, hey, listen, this is a brand you should work with. This is a brand you should work with. This is and I, I but I try to stay a little ahead of everything so that I know, yeah, they mm-hmm. maybe I don't want to work with this brand forever or, or those kind of things. But I think not being able to share your gifts is such a key and it keeps you blessed, like it really blessed. Right. Yeah. Because everybody, nobody can take what you have. You have this special magic that nobody can take from you. And sharing a little bit of what you have is only helping somebody else, which is just good for your brand and your business and the energy in your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll just keep being consistent. Consistency um, is key. For me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Okay, cool. So so we're going to close in a bit, but I wanted, there's another maybe couple questions I have for you. Okay. So if you, if you were to have, let's just say a billboard, a big giant billboard, I like to ask this question, where it'll be seen by billions of people, what would you have on it? Resilience and the definition, uh, which for those of you who don't know, um, so it would say resilience and break it down. And I say the, the capacity to overcome difficulties, toughness, mm-hmm. not easily broken, badassness or something like that, you know, um, and it would have www.theresilientnurse.com on there, which is a direct link to my website which would be a direct link to all my speaking engagements, which would be a direct link to all my products, would be a direct link to all the brands I represent. But not just that, um, Mm -hmm. I named my company Resilience because I've been through a lot of things a short amount of time in my life and it's not gonna stop. I know that, like life happens at you fast. And as nurses, we're expected to be resilient, but we're not really taught about that. Um, And that's one of the things that they should talk about like the first day of work. Somebody's gonna spit at you, yell at you, cuss at you, all that kind of stuff. And life does that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, life has sucker punched me in the chest, like relationship wise, mentally, financially, financially, big time um, before. Um, and I've always had the power to get back up and had felt better than mm-hmm. before. And I'm sure you've been through that, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just a universal topic that everybody can relate to. And as far as a marketer, as a business lady, if I saw resilience on a billboard, I would be like, what is that? Right. Let me go to that website and figure that out. Yeah. yeah smart. You thought so, you thought about that one. Yeah, I did. That. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And it would be white with black writing and it would be clean, like just clean and simple. That's it. Okay. That's simple. Yeah. Good. No, that was, that was great. That was great. Okay. So how do we find you? You said resilientnurse.com. So www.theresilientnurse.com. If you can't spell, it's okay. Just imnursemo.com and it'll link you directly there. Um, got, a, got a dummy proof everything. You have to. You have to. <laughs> That's yeah. what I spent most of my time doing. Um, if you are interested in learning about me and my travels and the way I live my best life, go to I Am Nurse Mo. If you don't really care about me and you want to see other cool nurses and cool things that nurses are doing, um, go to The Resilient Nurse uh, on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter because I don't really have that many 
interesting things to write about. I'd rather just on a daily basis. On a daily basis. So I just deleted that. Um, I have Facebook. It's the Resilient Nurse. Okay, cool. Yep. Good. And I just want to finally uh, acknowledge you for being able to, or willing, I'd say, to step out on faith. Oh, thank but, you. But to do it consistently. Well, congratulations to you for doing the same thing and choosing faith over fear. Which oh, is well, gee, thanks. Well, You're gee, welcome. Thanks. Well, welcome. <laughs> well, and thanks, thanks for coming to my house and setting up all this beautiful stuff. Like, I don't, I'm going to have a tutorial on all of it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just know anything you need for in terms of this stuff, I got you. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Took a little learning, but we're, we're good. Gotcha. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you once again. Appreciate you. Nice chat with you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So it looks like we're done with that episode. Wow, wow, wow. Hope you guys really enjoyed that. Um, it was amazing. Amazing conversation. I love having these conversations. I'm just so honored. You know, she invited me into her home to, to have this conversation. So let me know what you guys think about this episode and in general, the podcast. You know, we're growing and uh, she's, of course, blessed us to show up for this one. Make sure you go to thinkalpha.net forward slash zero two zero. And that's where you can see all the show notes for for this episode, as well as how to get in contact with um, Nurse Mo. And of course, she is at I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. The resilient Just so you know, um, check out. She, she's got an amazing blog. She's got amazing products. If you're a nurse listening to this, you know, let's all support one another. She's brought so much value to the community. So I really appreciate her once again. And then other than that, leave a review. You know, you guys know where to find me. I'm at Val Edwudo on Instagram. Leave a a review. Let me know what you thought about the episode. But other than that, let's support. Let's keep supporting one another. And of course, uh, thank you once again for being on week after week for each episode. But you guys already know what time it is. It's time to get out there, make some things happen. See you guys on the next one.